0: Welcome to uh, another episode of the Minnesota Football Daves, the uh, World Cup edition. the thing that we do with the World Cup happening, um, with the Women's World Cup going on, we have. Uh, we thought we'd bring bring the, the gang back together, and we got some new new faces too. So uh, welcome. Um, my name is David Eric. How are you doing?
1: Hey brother, I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, getting us all together again. I don't know which Avenger that makes you. I guess you're you're Captain America. And- <laughs> Uh, I, I, over I, is. I, don't, I don't know about that so
2: uh <laughs> we also have
0: uh rodrigo how you doing bud
2: uh i'm good i'm still a little groggy but um i'm wondering because we're all on zoom i'm wondering why Bigotes' face is always like blurred out oh, <laughs> i can't see half his face i have
1: but, the thing uh, on because when i do my uh, uh yeah. my group sessions I don't like get but hear all i will uh, uh i can take care of that yeah and uh uh nubia
0: nubia how's it going
3: Hey, y'all. Good. This will be, what, my first time ever, I think, being on a podcast with y'all and this guy that lives with me named Rodrigo. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, things are great. Um,
2: Yeah, this might not be a good idea. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i was, I was going to add that technically nubia has been on many podcasts just not in the, the respect that, where we can actually physically see her and like know, acknowledge true. her that is very
4: true i was gonna that's say true. i listen to
1: the, i listen to the minnesota football show i catch nubia uh
0: yeah
4: and
1: i that
0: corrections at rodrigo so that's right
3: um... <laughs> yeah that's true i do correct things on twitter
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think I don't think this is a good idea. But you know, like when you're when your kids on on trying out sleeping meds because you got insomnia and they and you can't wake them up, you gotta pull out that you know you you gotta ask and you gotta beg and you gotta make sure that we plus plus Nubia is already the Minnesota football shoes uh, a football show uh, uh, also sort of like news gathering intern in a sense right so
3: definitely not an intern i am a little too smart to just be an unpaid intern
2: <laughs> well you, you you're, you're not paid so you can't <laughs> you're volunteer vol- too, volunteer there go, Volunteer. Gonna, I,
3: there you go volunteer i may just keep keep it up and i'll increase
1: your rent <laughs> oh man here we go. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: we brought new. We brought new yeah, Just obviously because of that uh, awesome Mozo knowledge, um, we're going to talk a lot about the Women's World Cup here in these um, these collaboration podcasts. Um, but I think we'll kick it off with. Uh, um, what do we want to kick it off, Rodrigo? We want to kick it off with Women's World Cup, or do we want to uh, start with uh, Liga or Le- the Liga Mechies MLS uh, hodgepodge of a tournament.
2: Well, I'm to talk about League's Cup just because um, it, it was it was big. In the aspect of like, we finally was able to see what, you know, everyone was saying was the impossible thing to do is to, to, to sign Lionel Messi. Um, and he made his debut against my, my, my favorite Mexican team, uh, besides, besides, uh, Chivas is Cruz Azul, um, and made that least cup debut. Um, and Man, I mean that place was bonkers. I've never seen Old Trafford that filled ever in my life, yeah. um, but it was just it was just magical. I think I think my new ASMR is is um, messy yelling at Yedlin. I want that every freaking game. I want that to be like totally into you know caffeinate me with it you know, um, you know, do everything you can with it. Cause I, I enjoy that so much. There was so much bliss, just him trying to be bossy and just yelling at Yedlin. But overall, I mean, that game had a lot of ups and downs. And I think the way that it finished, it it was not, um, it was, it, it was, it was not unexpected. It was like, that's, that's what Messi does. It was magic that, that free kick. Yeah, and stoppage and time, time
1: free kick. Stoppage I mean, time,
2: ninety fourth minute, poetic. right? I mean, like, and if you look at the free kick, he doesn't even follow through. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, oh, here, I'm just gonna tap it here, and then it goes mm-hmm. in. And it totally reminded me of the 2016 uh, Copa America, the game that uh, I think it was either Panama or um, one of one of the other nations that uh, that played Argentina in the field. It
3: was. It was. It was Panama.
2: Yeah. So, and we, um, and we were able to. See him come in and score a similar free kick and then score two more and soldier field just erupted, you know. And I, I feel that's what it that must what it what it will feel every time Messi scores in any stadium in the MLS except for the um you know the turf stadiums, because I don't think he's gonna play on that. But yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on
1: that? I'm surprised that they played as much as they did. Both he and Busquets came in what the fifty something minutes, so they basically got like a full half. I, I thought maybe we just get like 10 minutes or something like that. So that was, that was cool. Good for them.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think 54th minute, I was just, just looking it up here quick. Um, It was, it is impressive how, you know, like how just amazing he is. And I think that, that, you know, that sort of athleticism alone will, will get him through the ML season. I'll be interested to see how he uh, jives next season when he's got a uh, fully, I think you're right, Roger. I don't think he'll play, um, on these turf fields, but I think there might, there might be a mandate from, uh, MLS, uh, to the leagues that they need to find a, a, grass field, um, when Messi comes to town. So like, you know, your Seattle sounders and things like that. I, it would not surprise me if that rule, if that rule gets implemented, uh, yeah. Uh, next year. So the just Messi rule. So, so that make, yeah, so they make sure Messi plays as much as possible. Um, I just saw something many...
1: about this, that, that Garber is now like, actually, I mean, again, because of Messi, like he's seriously thinking about implementing something. So it's, yeah, you know stuff we've been talking about forever, but it takes old boy to come in here and be like, "Do this or else."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they didn't do it for Slatan, so the yeah. the team.
0: I mean, the league needs to make as much money as they possibly can off it, right? And you, you yeah. can, if you're, you know, in port. I mean, I, I guess I don't know what the what the options are for Portland, but I mean, Seattle. They just have to lay grass over uh, century the Century Link, right? Like, how many other? Do you guys know off the top of your head how many other um, non grass pitches there are? Oh, well, there's um,
2: Portland. There's uh. Is it is DC's? DC's Audifield? Is, is Audie Field tor- turf? No, I don't think so. Sure. No, DC. No, yeah, DC. I think
0: is but Char- I'm thinking Charlotte because they play in a football stadium. Atlanta for sure. Uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, is a football is a is is turf. So I mean, there's a and and those are like some of the bigger ones too, right? Charlotte, right? Atlanta, Seattle are like the three three of the biggest stadiums in the if you know in terms of soccer's capacity in yep. the league so i'll be interested to see if or, if or if they just don't go to seattle if they just schedule their miami's games so that they don't go to places where they you know outside of atlanta where they kind of have to um in the I, Eastern I think, conference there
2: i think that's probably what's going to happen i think the easiest solution is just make all the games played in either a central location or a place where where, where miami can benefit mostly from i mean if i'm david Beckham, that's what i'm doing i was like oh you don't got a turf field come play at all crappy field here and then that's what we'll get: more games for them, more money, and you, everyone gets to see Messi. I don't know what all these other people can do to be able to get a grass field that can fit. I don't know the the equivalent amount of people that their stadiums, the turf stadiums, c- concurrently do at this moment. Like that—that's less money if you can't fill out a seventy thousand stadium in in Atlanta and you have to go settle for like a twenty thousand stadium that's on grass, like the college and, football
0: stadium they play yeah. in before. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna that's,
2: make it. That's that's less revenue, and I don't, I don't, I don't think everyone's about less revenue about that. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm.
0: no. I was gonna make the joke. Uh, Rodrigo said that the place erupted. I said it hasn't been that loud since the Minnesota Stars won the uh, um NASL or <laughs> the hey, soccer ball. That's right. Yeah, I <laughs> down, it. down yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. So
1: At crappy old Yeah. Uh, uh, um. How, how about some of the other ones? In M- MLS, I mean, I, I, I'll be fully, you know, um. Uh, fully uh, open here that i have not been watching a lot of leagues cup but it from what i've seen from scores it seems like mls is actually doing pretty well comparatively to the, the MX. Is there other ones you guys want to talk about go ahead dave i uh,
0: say so they're holding their own i just want to say so we could run through open if you do anything you want to talk about uh so friday night um, including that miami game austin fc hosted mazatlan and lost one to three and fuck mazatlan that's all i have to say about that so um <laughs> Orlando and Houston played, and that was a one-one draw. And so the cool thing about this tournament actually is that um, there's no extra there's no um, extra time. It's, it goes straight to pens if the if the game is drawn. So it's a uh, three wins, three points for a win in regulation, two points for a win on penalty kicks, and one point for a penalty kick loss, and then no points obviously if you lose in regulation. Um, so like there, you know, there's, there's already been a bunch of uh, penalty kick matches, including uh, Dallas and Charlotte two-two uh, draw, and then Vancouver and Leon played the late night game, and they was um, Two two with the penalties going sixteen to fifteen in favor of Leon, which I which was a bonkers, <laughs> a bonkers one as well. Uh, and then yesterday um, there was a bunch more games. Philly uh, beat the uh, Tijuana three to one. Montreal, was a um, yeah, that was I, I, it
3: was nuts. There were what two red cards, like almost back to back, in that game.
0: Yeah, um, it was yeah, both uh, I guess. Um, Tijuana got one in the in like the 19th minute, and then they scored, basically. Philly scored two goals in a row, pretty much within like five minutes of one another. And then um, they <laughs> Tijuana missed a penalty, or they scored a goal, they missed a penalty within six minutes, and then they got another red card about four minutes later. So it was a it was a very eventful game for sure. The one I did watch was actually Montreal and Pumas. Um, Montreal was up two to nothing in like the 88th first minute, uh, and then Pumas got two goals to, to tie it up. And then uh, Montreal ended up winning um on pens four to two. Like much Mont- if Puma's goals were in the eighty-eighth and the ninety-first minute. So um it was that was a bonkers end of that game as well. <laughs> that's bananas. <laughs> that's funny, yeah, yeah. And then they uh, ended up losing in penalties, so
2: wow. Yeah, I think the ones that we watched was was just it's just how amazing, horribly Seattle is, and how RSL is just totally like you know.
0: Oh, yeah, I was gonna get to those quick I so- saw. Red Bulls, England and New England tied 0-0 and then Portland yeah. beat San Jose 2-0. But then, yeah, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about that RSL game? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, like overall, it's just like RSL was able to, I mean, I, I'm still mad that we did de- that Minnesota United didn't even bother trying to get Chicho Harango because he, oh my chi- god! Yeah, because Chicho was literally the highlight of everything. He was the assist on the first goal. Then he scored the second goal, literally, like, you know? And he was, you know, in Seattle, just totally looked out of place. No one can do anything. There is no creativity, and that deals the question is like, what do you do with a team like that? And apparently, you know, you you lose three nothing when you're still up a man. <laughs> it's just it's it's just nuts. Like you know, when you got you know you got the offensive firepower to be able to be dominant, and you just can't get it to work. Yeah.
0: And then uh today, um Sunday when we were recording, Columbus and St. Louis City play. Um the Puebla, Minnesota is the um I think probably the the big game or NYCFC, NYCFC Atlas also um is playing today. And then there's a couple of uh, MLS games between Cincinnati and Sporks and Nashville and Colorado. So, are so you far are going in the tournament of to
1: the uh Puebla.
0: I'm planning on it. Yeah. Um yeah, that game kicks off at 8 o'clock. That's the, the late the late night game tonight. So, um, you uh, so yeah, it should be fun. I mean, so far the tournament's been very exciting, especially the the MLS League of Mechies games. The the um, MLS games have been a, bit, a little more of a, outside of the RSL match, a little more drab, 0-0, 1-1, probably not playing their best squads against one another. But when the, the League of Mechies teams are playing against MLS teams, I think both teams are going for it, which is super yeah. cool. It is cool.
1: Remind me again, what's is there any incentive to this besides just a new trophy and a new thing? Like, does this tie into anything else? Just if I remember learning. correct,
0: yeah, it's money, but there's, there's also Champions League spots, or Concacaf Champions League spots that are guaranteed, I think, for the top oh, three teams. Um, and I think you qualify directly for the, like the, the knockout, knockout round. You don't have to do any yeah, qualification or anything sense. like okay. that. But yeah, but then money as well. So, and a trophy, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, I think that wraps up the uh, League's Cup stuff. Where, yeah. where to next?
2: Um, Nubia, do you have any WOSO awesome news? I know you follow NWSL stuff, so just quickly recap of some of the things that you, you, you watched or you might have picked up on. That'd be great.
3: Yeah, so it's Challenge Cup right now. Um, Challenge Cup games were happening this week. I'll pull up the scores here really quick, but um, it's very obvious which teams are hurting um, having their their U.S. Women's National Team call-ups gone because... Um, Some of the teams that were not doing well prior to the Women's World Cup are now doing significantly well. Um, And so, um, let's see. I'll start with um, Racing Louisville beat um, Chicago Red Stars 2-0 on Friday night. Portland, my Portland Thorns, beat San Diego Wave 4-1. That one was really interesting to watch because before Women's World Cup um, Portland and San Diego usually are pretty evenly matched um, so it was fascinating to see how different they played without an Alex Morgan and the Sophia Smith um, and Rocky Rodriguez uh, for Portland um, so that was a that was kind of a little bit of a shocker um, was to see how lopsided that got um, so there's that but you know up my thorns um, this one is the one that Rodrigo was mentioning off air before North Carolina, carried six, Washington spirit, nothing. Um, Washington spirit is missing a big chunk of their firepower with Trinity Rodman being gone. Um, Ashley Sanchez, um, Kelly O'Hara. So um, that one was a bit of a shock for me because North Carolina actually has not been doing very well this season. Um, they made they obviously lost a, a bunch of names in the offseason with Ibina going to Casey Current um and, and some other shifts that ended up happening. So um that one was a big shocker to to see. Um and then Casey Current beat the Houston Dash 3-1. Um that one was a little a little surprising as well because Casey has been up and down all season long. Um they don't have very many, if anybody, going to the World Cup. So um yeah. So that one was interesting. And then today, Orlando plays Gotham. So we will see what um, that looks like because Gotham is missing Glenn Williams um, and a couple other players. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening in the NWSL right now.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that. No, I'll say, I wonder... Go ahead. Well, I say, in other Woso news, the, the
0: USLW championship was yesterday and in the 11... Who beat Minnesota in the uh, the central final? Knocked off um the NC or the yeah the, the North Carolina Courage under twenty threes, uh, two to one um, yesterday as well. So the USLW season just just wrapped up as
1: well. So
3: the under twenty so threes won- with Heather O'Reilly.
1: Yeah, with, with Hale. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so Indy Eleven won the whole thing this year, huh? Yep. So
0: Minnesota has only lost two games, and they've been to the eventual uh, champions, winners of the of the of the of the, of the, the league. So there you go. Just Frustrating, but also, you know, pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. Oh, uh, Din Morgan. Oh, um, uh, who got, who got uh, signed to a European team um, from Aurora recently? I'm trying to remember. I do uh, Turner? Turner? I think Turner did. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Good for, that. good for her. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's like, yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's that's two now, right? Because last year they had someone else um, go play uh, in Europe. And so now oh, two.
0: yeah, they had uh, someone. She, uh, what was her name? She went to Portu- uh, a league in Portugal, I think.
2: Yeah, to Portugal. Over yeah. this too. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is someone going to a the the French women's league one. So okay. So, so I forget. We'll we'll find that out, or or we won't find that out. That's too <laughs> you know, but yeah let's uh let's let's get started on what we all came here to just really watch, and how some of us are really um you know well mostly I'll be honest with you i'm old i'm I, and so i can't I try to stay up and you know pop mob reminds me what the starting line is up, and that's, I think that's the last thing I remember before i my head hits the pillow and I just pass out so I've been watching a lot of the highlights, but just overall um it's really exciting to be able to talk about women's world cup so let's let's get started on that aspect let's, let's start with just overall what you know was with thursday you guys jump in and tell me which um which games really stood out for you what you think about it so far so new I mean, zealand yeah huge i was just gonna say
1: huge debut for all of uh oceania with well i guess now australia technically jumped but i'm grouping them together for this um new zealand gets their first ever win uh, a pretty big one Um uh, i i you know norway are usually a powerhouse and pretty threatening in these tournaments uh very talented squad um but they pulled it off and it was a great goal and then defense held and awesome and and we also have to mention too that we'll talk about stadium uh capacities being blown out of the water in terms of attendance the biggest uh Biggest attendance in New Zealand history. I, I didn't get the exact number down here, but I know it was over forty thousand. Um, spectacular. So I mean, you know, for hosts, it's it's always nice. You you always think about the uh, the home field advantage and having the home crowd and the home support. And I, I I gotta I gotta think that especially in this case, having all those New Zealanders there to cheer on this team was really like the twelfth woman out there, like pushing everybody to make this happen. Because I mean. Norway's no joke. That was that was a legitimate win. Go ahead. Anyone else?
3: Yeah, I just want to mention how amazing it was to see them pull that off, particularly for Allie Riley who plays for Angel City. Um she's an LA born. Um, of New Zealand. I think her mom is originally from New Zealand, which is why she plays for the, the New Zealand national team. And watching all of the coverage for her and how much it meant for her and her family to pull off that win in their home country was spectacular. Allie Riley is genuinely a, an, an amazing soccer player and a, an amazing human being. And that was really exciting for me to see how much, how many accolades she's getting now. Um, being a part of that World Cup team and, and being able to pull off that win. So good on you, Allie Riley.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, um, first, you always remember the first, right? First World Cup, first goal, first first game win. You know, all these firsts are great for the game, but, you know, props up to New Zealand. They were able to, to do something that, you know, um, a lot of people thought might not be possible. And a lot of people were also complaining that you know maybe the quality of the World Cup uh, would would down with the expansion to 32 teams, but I don't think that's been the issue so far from these first set of games that we've been able no to way. see. Not at all. And I, I, don't, I think it's, it's it's I think it, if anything, it's it's the world um, playing up and making it more and more competitive than it was before. And yep. we can talk about that later more later on as we get into more scores. Well, I think it's a good
1: transition to Australia because yep. mm-hmm. Australia, Australia were pretty much outplayed most of this match, even though they won. <laughs>
3: well, and uh, and they were missing Sam Kerr.
1: That's right. Sam Kerr I, I didn't... was
3: out with a an injury that she got like a day or two before the match.
1: Yes, in training. So she,
3: was, she was. She was. She was. She was sadly sitting. At, you know, they were. She was pretty emotional, is what I was reading um, on the sidelines because she she was not able to play in that first match. For Mm -hmm. Australia so um, and obviously on the other side Republic of Ireland the other thing that I think is fantastic is Sinead Farley being able to be there Mm -hmm. for you know being able being back um, in women's soccer being able to being called up um, for the Republic of Ireland that's another amazing story after everything that she has been through to be able to see her um, on the world stage again um, represent Ireland.
2: I don't know that but yeah, Republic of Ireland is no joke. That's a that's what team. I was gonna say. They were grinding, like they yeah, were like tough. We were going to see games where the technicality and the technical ability of teams are going to overplay the other team, but we're going to, we're going to have some bruises. And Republic of Ireland is one of those where like they'll counter you and they'll punch <laughs> you know, they'll slide, let's the slide tackle for the ball and punch you in the gut all at the same time.
3: <laughs> well, we saw that. We, we saw that when they, in the friendly against the U.S. Women's national team, right? Mm-hmm. Like we saw them mm-hmm. like come for them, not being afraid of them at all, which, which, you know, is an amazing thing to see for the game that, that, <laughs> these women are finally getting the support that they need and the to be able to show the world that they can play just as well as the powerhouses of the world.
2: Yeah. And Did being Republic of Ireland's first World Cup, I mean, you can't... Yeah. I mean, there's lots of excitement just overall, but yeah, let's move on to uh, Nigeria, oh, Canada. Before we do that, let's mention. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just
1: wanted to mention the the seventy five thousand. Right yeah, I was well, just going to mention that. Let's take it away. Go ahead. No, no,
0: I was just saying. I think it's, it's the largest crowd ever for a soccer match in Australia. Um, was so yeah, over seventy five thousand people. It, it, I I watched most of this game, and it was, um, it was loud. It was very, very freaking loud the entire time. So, um, but yeah, we can move on to. I think maybe the most impressive game of the day, honestly.
2: Yeah. Nigeria. I think to me, Canada. Nigeria, Canada was probably my favorite game of all these. Um, I tend to agree. I, I think, I think Canada uh, has a lot uh, to play for. And I think that sometimes also has to, has to do a lot with, you know, the current situation with, um, you know, Federation going broke and not wanting to pay anyone. And, um, and they've been done, they've been advocates for, for equal pay and equal rights and I put a, and 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 so they're they're you know they have some of the great players and have some great team but they just look so out of sync in this game. I think they just had so many opportunities to score.
4: Yeah uh, they look good and, for like
2: the first 15 20
1: minutes and then yeah. Nigeria got some confidence and it was basically their oh, match
2: Nigeria the the like, <laughs> like right now like if I was you know like so let's say some some teams make it out of the out of the rounds right like, if I have to play uh, a group of 16 against Republic of Ireland or or, or Nigeria, I, I, I'm i going to be – make sure I got that Bengay going all over before I, I decide that those are going to be physical games. And yeah. and um, Kristen Sinclair was fouled in the box, took a PK, and we can all talk about if it was a well-taken PK, but the Nigeria goalkeeper came through, scooped yep. the ball back out. I mean, that was just –
3: It was definitely not a well-taken PK. I have never seen Christine Sinclair take such a terrible pen in the entire, in her entire career. It was completely, so one thing, I don't know if Rodrigo has ever mentioned this before, but G is kind of a wizard when it comes to like, which way the, the kicker is going to kick the pen and how it's going to go in, right? She can predict upper 90, low and fast, whatever. She watched that pen, and she's like, "That is the worst pen, and it completely telegraph pen that I have ever seen." Um, I'm not sure what it, what was going on. You think but maybe pressure, that, maybe. But I don't. You know, Christine is a vet, right? Like this is her yeah. sixth World Cup, right? So she kind of knows what she's doing. So it makes me think that there's some or, some other sort of like mental game happening because of the stuff at the federation. Because mm-hmm. after that, the entire team looked rough, right? Like they're mm-hmm. Everything fell apart. The midfield was a hot mess. I mean, they were lucky that they had Kalen Sheridan, who is one of the best goalkeepers in the world, in the, in the net because wow, like the whole team fell apart. Like, and I and I have no idea if this is a mental game because of the stuff that they're having or what. But
1: I think look. that's part of it. But let's let's also give credit to like the Nigerians exactly because they were yeah. just like that counter everyone. Yes. <laughs> They were great. They were fun. Yeah. to
3: watch. Well, except for except for that silly uh, double yellow that they got when oh, they went right. down a, when yeah. they went down a person yeah. towards yeah. the end of the game, right? right? Like, yep. yeah, that was not that was not a good. It was not a good foul. Yeah.
2: But it, but it's okay. I mean, I think overall, just you know, it was exciting start. Um, I think that game was probably the most exciting on the first uh, on on Thursday for, for a
1: nil nil draw.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. With a red card, right? I mean, with a like, red. Yeah, that, that that is not comable, but close enough. I right? mean, I mean, it, <laughs> is, I mean, uh, it yeah. really
3: looked like it for a minute. It really yes. looked like a
2: Coleman Bowl game. All right, then let's um let so that the, the, the next group stage was uh, on Friday. I literally, you know, like can tell you that um I did not watch any of these games. I was like full and blown asleep, but I but uh, Switzerland beat Philippines 2-0. Um, so I, I caught I caught a little bit of this game because I, yeah. I had actually
0: actually had to miss the Nigeria uh, Canada game because I was I actually that was when my uh, tickets for Barbie were, so I got there with Barbie and I swung by the Black Heart and I caught um, the, at least the first half at the Black Heart and I caught to watch the second half at home. Um, the Philippines, you know, yeah, they lost two nothing and Switzerland pretty much dominated. But there were points in this game where the Philippines actually looked competitive and were giving Switzerland a run for their money. So I mean, this goes back to the point where you know we were worried about. I think some people, and I may not ask specifically, but people are worried about blowouts with the expanded, as you mentioned, Rodrigo. And this is a team that probably four years ago loses to Switzerland, like seven or eight to nothing. And they, they made this a game and they kept it. I mean, it was only the 45th minute penalty. So right before halftime kind of sucked for the Philippines, because I think they deserved to go into, into the half zero, zero. And then, um, then since so kind of after the halftime, you know, put the, put their pedal to the metal, um, and made it to nothing fairly shortly after halftime maybe about 15, 15 minutes or so after halftime and it was pretty much out of there since then but philippines gave them a run for their money which i think is bodes well for like for the rest of the tournament
1: and this is historic for them as well this is the first time i think outside of the olympics in terms of uh international sporting competition men's or women's where they're being represented so pretty huge and what's the name of the young woman i mean <laughs> very young woman that's she I think she plays in Texas at a high school team she's like 16 years old and is represented by, by the Philippines or is, is on that team it's a great story I, I just her name's not coming to my, to my mind right now I was I was reading about it um, great
2: story Sorry, I don't have the details i um uh, 16 year old who plays for Lebanon Trail High School in Frisco there you Isabella, go Isabella is it passion I'm assuming it's passion but passion yep. but uh... Um, so, so I can, I can, I can say that, you know, Issa is in a world cup. So what a cool um, story. Yeah. Very cool story. So that's great. That's great to that. And that's beauty of the game. I mean, we, you know, I think this might be, I don't know if it's the youngest, but it it should be, it should, someone should come up with the, the stats for this or the history related to this. So, so that, that would be great, but let's move on to, um, what I believe is, um, the big game out of that, right, which was um the biggest game, not that, but let's actually talk about Spain and Costa Rica, as you all understand my um my disdain for the colonizer um in all sense of football, but um Costa Rica Costa Rica, after the first goal, which was a, I think it was an out of own goal um you know and and they that just started taking it to Spain physically and mentally playing shithousery games and just staring people down and literally just being able to throw and sure Costa Rica wasn't able to succeed in in in, in scoring but overall like sending a message that won't be a pushover instead of the game was 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 fun to watch and watching these Spanish players just kind of be like what's going on why are we being you know, why, why, What we're winning, but we're still, you know, we're still struggling in that aspect of it. And I, I, I took, I took, um, I took uh pleasure in seeing that. So there you go. Anybody else?
4: Go
1: ahead, Eric. No, I was, I was just a question, like, we'll we'll talk about this with Jamaica as well, but I wonder if, you know, we, it's kind of like the, the opposite of, of the men's side, but with the, the, U.S. women's team being so strong uh, and so dominant in CONCACOP and these other teams having to attempt to match them and usually lose in the end, but still have that familiarity with playing like the best in the world. Do you all think that that translates then like because they're always trying to play up to the U.S. when they actually get to the World Cup, they're much better, you know, what I'm saying Than a lot of people think they are like they're they're under undervalued.
3: I think so, because, and you can see this in the, in the level of elevation in the Mexican women's national team, right? Like there, maybe even two years ago, you would see a friendly between the U S and Mexico and the Mexican team would just get demolished. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, by, by the U.S. Women's National Team. And in the last couple of friendlies that they've had, that definitely has not been the case. And I think part of that is also because you're watching a lot of those women's national team players, a lot of them are Mexican American. So they were trained, you know, in some of the same spots that some of the U.S. Women's National Team was. Um, and a lot of them are playing in the NWSL, right? So they get that level of competition and training that a lot of the, the U.S. women are getting now as well. So. That's how I'm kind of seeing it, right? Rocky Rodriguez is probably the cornerstone of that Costa Rican team, plays for my thornies. Um, and so she, on a regular basis, is facing some of those um, some of those women that she plays against all the time. Um, the one thing I did want to mention really quickly about the Spanish national team, though, is that I find it fascinating that they subbed in Alexia Putellas, one of the best women in the team, right? She came in and played 13 minutes. So it also makes me wonder a little bit what the heck the, like, the the train the the coach is thinking about his lineups, um, hmm. but that I, I know, find fascinating. Yeah, that I find fascinating that Alexia yeah. didn't play more than thirteen minutes. Right, this is the he
1: current is. Golden Boot winner, right?
3: Correct. Yeah. Yes, one was basically it? the cornerstone for the Barcelona women's team.
0: Wasn't so. there? Wasn't there like four years ago? There was some issue with their coach or whatever, and and not, not getting along with the players like like Patelius and some of the better players, and like then they would like strike from the team for a little while.
4: Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's part of that's in the back of his mind still. But yeah, where do you want to play your best player for most most of the game? So I, I'll yeah. just throw out there um, uh, Daniela Solera, the goalkeeper for Costa Rica. She made 10 saves, including a penalty save.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, her Mob rating was 8.4. You don't often <laughs> see a goalkeeper with a Mob rating of 8.4 when they uh, yeah. concede three goals. So, That's um, true. she must've been standing on her head. It had, she was, had given, she was, so. she was, okay, she, good. she had
2: some really good saves and she had some really good stops, but just overall, I mean that like, like a lot of the goals that Spain scored, like one was own goal. The other one was like bounced the top of the box. And then like someone just tried to bicycle again and kicked it wrong. And it, you know, just hover over them. Like they weren't impressive goals. Right. You know, it wasn't like, it. it so like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, Spain Spain won. They were supposed to win, but I think Costa Rica uh is going to surprise some people um if they if they if they get if they are able to play their game. So, we'll see. Um but anyone else have anyone else about Spain's Costa Rica before we go against uh, you, uh we go with the United States and uh Vietnam? All right. We all watch this game and I think <laughs> we all, we all cuz this is exactly at the same time as um, as as a messy debut um but the united states played vietnam and so far um and we'll get to this besides japan i think the united states has played the most fluent soccer in a sense right it wasn't the best some end times but overall fluent and so far the best goal the, bo- the best goal of the tournament for me in a sense of setup and everything has to be that alex morgan backheel to sophia smith running and just that was just a beauty to watch. But, yeah, let's go ahead. You guys jump in. Go ahead.
3: I have to say, if you have not been watching the NWSL and you have been blind to the magic that is Sophia Smith, where the heck have you been? Because, <laughs> holy smokes. So, this is late. After, the, after the, the last, like, friendly before the rosters came out, I literally was mentioning to Rodrigo. I was like, do you think it's bad if I, like, just say, tell Portland Thorns that they need to wrap Sophia Smith and bubble wrap so that she stays healthy and okay before the women's world cup, because like, she is just, she's just phenomenal out there. Holy smokes. Just dribbling at people and the things that she can do and even just moving into open space and and having people pull, you know, triple quadruple five team her. Because they know what she can do. But man, if you have not went as the magic of Sophia Smith before this game, where have you been?
1: You know, to that point, Nubia, yes, the, the you're referring to the second goal, I think, right, Rodrigo? The back heel that uh-huh. they the VAR'd or whatever? Was that the first one? I can't remember. Oh, that was right the first now. goal. The yeah. first one. So, what I would say to Nubia's point is the third goal that Haran actually scores, Smith gets the assist and and has. The, the spatial awareness to be front of goal and know that there's a defender and a keeper that she's not going to get by and know that, you know what, if I back pass it, somebody is going to be there. And of course she does. And her just one times it and scores. That to me was my favorite goal that she assisted. I loved that goal.
2: Yeah. I think that goal was great. I think overall, you know, it was, it's just, just the attacking power that the U S uh, women have was in display. And a lot of people were like, "Well, they should have beat them five, nothing. They should have beat them ten, nothing. And I'm like, no, I think overall Vietnam had a decent 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 way to try to figure things out like you know, they were <laughs> sure they were low blocking, but but it was working them for a while and sometimes had chances um on a breakaway. and I think you know, I think that's 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 where the game is at this moment, the world game for women is it's it's not what it was four years ago. Um, and I think it, it's 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 where like people are beginning to invest in in women's soccer, uh, but overall like I you know people were like well why you know why did you put in the young ones because the young ones need experience this is a young team, yeah. this is a young U.S. U.S. women team they need to be able to get the jitters out, so the Trinity Rodman's and Alyssa Temple's men had had a great game, right? But they got to be able to be there. And be able to just go ahead and, and and get the feelings out. And I'm pretty sure down the line, Alyssa Thompson and Trinity Rodman are going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be key players into whatever else happens for the U.S. women. So I'll just
0: to, to contribute to that point, Roger. It's it's you play soccer and tell me how hard it is to beat a, a ten person, basically a ten person wall in front of your goalie, who's also um do, making some amazing saves as well right like she got to uh, some balls that i didn't think she was, had any chance of getting to when they were able to finally break down that wall so yeah. um this is a team like the u.s needs to figure out how to beat these teams that are gonna that are gonna low block on them i mean if when you get to the knockout rounds and like the england's and france and germany's and things like that they're gonna play a little more open so there'll be more opportunities i think for the, the talent that the u.s has um and i think the other kind of cool story here was uh Savannah DeMello was making her U.S. national team debut in a World Cup game, which is absolutely insane. Um,
3: It was her her second cap ever. Yeah, yeah. So Savannah DeMello, for those of you who don't know her story, she was never called up into any of the previous camps. And so the fact that she was added to the roster, that Blacko added her to the roster was a surprise to everyone. But she has been kicking ass at racing Louisville. And so that made her kind of stick out um, significantly more than some of the other midfielders. The other point that I wanted to make about the lineup was this is the first time that this particular lineup was at, was, was put out at a game, right? We hadn't seen Julie Ertz at center back for four years, five years, six years. Right. Um, So that was a big thing. Um, it was Andy Sullivan's first world cup match as well. And she was playing that sixth role. Um, and yeah, aside from like the front line of Trin and, and Sophia Smith having their first world cup game. So, um, yeah, this, this, I was actually, um, I think that that was what was able to keep them a little bit more, even with Vietnam is like, they were still trying to figure things out on top yeah. of the fact that Vietnam was really like taking it to them. Right. They were really showing that they were not afraid to to go at them and be physical. Um, So I'll be interesting, interested to see moving forward. Right. Because we just have such amazing firepower, even on the bench, what the lineups will be moving forward, because as we all know, um, consistency is what builds um, that uh, relationship amongst the players on the field. And when you have people coming in and out, it can be a little difficult to build that you know, rapport to know that, you know, that people are going to be as Eric mentioned earlier, right. You're going to pass it to that open space and you know, somebody is going to be coming. Um, So, so that'll be, I'll be interested, right. For the next matchup to see what the lineup looks like and who might be in and out.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting uh, having Carly Lloyd as a commentator and and actually she said some really interesting things that I, I I agreed with in in a way, as much as I don't politically necessarily agree with anything she says, but in terms of her analysis, um, she was talking about, the luck of the draw that they got vietnam first and not the netherlands uh because if this team played that netherlands team who knows you know with what you guys are kind of referring to with some of just finding the chemistry and building the awareness and having some missed passes and yeah vietnam's pressing and vietnam's adding pressure but they're not exactly looking for like that dominant like three on one and you know, to take it down or whatever. Whereas if it were the Netherlands and they pick off one of those passes, who knows, you know, maybe that's a goal. So they kind of lucked out in that respect. I, I also wanted to to mention, uh, we didn't talk about Alex Morgan's uh, PK or uh, her, uh, yeah, it was a PK that was saved by the keeper. You kind of alluded to it, but so the keeper, and maybe when you guys can look up her name again, I don't have anything in front of me right now. Um, she has a really interesting story that I put on our IG stories. It's in Portuguese. I apologize, but uh, it talks about her just extreme uh, her 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 history of extreme poverty and how, like, 15 years ago, she was she was in a rice field with her parents, um, basically sleeping on dirt and no expectations of anything in life other than continuing the to farm rice and and probably live in you know squalor and and difficulty and, and everything that comes with that and just by random chance she ends up have getting an opportunity to play on like a youth team um and again they nobody can afford it they can barely do anything with it and just gets these little pieces of luck to finally get her to a place where she can actually sustain and play and then learn more goalkeeping techniques and you know fast forward like a decade or whatever and she's she's saving a pk against alex morgan it's 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 a pretty incredible story
2: and i I think that's been a storyline so far this this world cup at least this first part of the group stage where like pks are are being saved um i think australia is the only one that one of the few ones that scored their, their their pk and usually you know pks are an automatic kind of thing and i think that that speaks wonders as to where the games is going and, um, keep keepers in the world are, are doing that. Um, and you know, overall, uh, so far, you know, it's, it's been great to see, you know, just overall, I uh, do that. And so, um, we will take a small break and then we'll come back. We'll be or, uh, take care of our our, 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 doggy duties as they, as they, as they might come on our pet duties. Right. You know, um, Maybe cat needs litter, or just give you know some uh some catnip to the cat, and just you know get them high. I don't know. Make them eat gummies. Do something. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Dave's. Do the. World Cup. Um, We're going to tackle the uh, rest of the stage games and group stage games. So let's go ahead and start. Um, So far, let's start with uh, Japan and Zambia. And I think to me, like literally, like Nubia and my kids hate me for this, but like there is a point in the Women's World Cup, uh, where Japan versus uh when japan won i was I was cheering for japan I just love the technical ability and i love june, june endo i i and and this game you know was probably the prettiest goals in the sense of like technically uh how you wanna build up that, that 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 just where to be able to happen uh endo scored score a a goal and assisted in one um and they were able to break the line so many times. Zambia was was, was not saying that they weren't they, they weren't up to the task, but they just kept getting beat on 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 a tactical ability that they were trying to do: pass the ball, rotate, push the ball forward, and get the ball to the feet. I mean, it's just it it, it felt like an exhibition at points, and, and and but but Zambia did have some physicality to them, um, and it's could have been much worse than than, them five, nothing. So so. they
3: held them, they held them almost for the entire first half, right? Like the first come until the 43rd minute. Mm -hmm. So, so they were taking it to them. um, Right. It was a pretty evenly evenly scored match until the 43rd minute when Japan was finally able to get on the, on the board. So, but I mean, like, again, if you're not watching NWSL and you are missing the amazingness of June Endo on, on Angel City, um, and Yuki Nagasato, who I don't know if she's on, is she on the World Cup roster this time?
4: I believe so. Uh,
3: okay, well, Yuki Nagasato, who plays for Chicago, you are missing, again, some of the world's best playing right here in our backyard.
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, did you guys watch, uh, Eric and Dave, did you guys watch the Japan, at least the highlights?
1: Saw all the highlights. It, Everything looked so precise. It, it, it kind of reminded me of, like we were talking about with the, with the U.S., where there were, They're still trying to get their flow, and somebody zigs when they should have zagged. Like Japan was zigging; (laughs) like everybody was going where they were supposed to, and everything was hitting. It was, it was impressive. Yeah,
0: I didn't get a chance to watch this one, but I just was—I pulled up on Mob and I see goal ruled out offside, goal ruled out offside, penalty canceled, penalty missed. As a matter of fact, so to your point, Rodrigo probably could have been a lot worse. So it sounds like um, Zambia tried to hold their own in in this one as well. And yeah.
3: this one had a red card in it as well for the goalkeeper. Do we know what what happened there? It looks like it was a double yellow.
2: I think it was probably a double yellow because I think when they denied the goal scoring opportunity, they came up with the yellow first and then a red. So I'm assuming that's 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 the standard process of of a double yellow instead of, instead of a straight red. So so that yeah, and then that's when the PK came in and you know the other PK and then uh, the goalkeeper. Didn't even know really sense where the ball was going. So he just kind of stood there and jumped the wrong way. But I mean, like literally like Japan is like a lot of teams are still trying to figure out this first game, right? Like trying to figure out the roster, the style of play, what's it going to look like, right? And that could be one of the reasons why they're so low scoring goals so far. But Japan looks like they're ready. (laughs) and So that's going to be scary for anyone that gets to play them. Uh, and if June Endo heats heats up, uh, and I hope she changes color, color hair because sometimes she does that from game to game. It's 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 going to be it's going to be really interesting. So mm. yeah,
3: yeah. You don't if June Endo gets going, y'all watch out because mm-hmm. she is just she is a rock star and she is fun to watch when she gets going.
2: Nice. Well, All right, got, the Rodrigo. next yeah, we got England and Haiti. And I think to me, this was probably um, one of the one of the one of the games that people were like, wait, what what why is the score so low? And I think overall, I think is England totally um, um, you know, underestimated Haiti and Haiti can play. I ain't joking. They can shoot. They can move fast. They can, you know, they're physical um you know they had their chance. i think this is one of the one of those games where they 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 came out and they did the best that they that they could they they could have won the game they could have tied the game um but it's just overall i mean you you look at it i think it's just you know um you know england had 21 shots right it's 21 to 7 you know like they have the majority of the possession but here's england following them 17 17 times <laughs> Uh, and it's just overall, like it was, it was just one of those, one of those matches that, um, that started off and England just totally looked out of sync. And if it wasn't for that PK, um, you know, um,
3: a PK it, that needed to be taken twice.
2: Yes. Because it was saved the first time because the goalkeeper jumped out. Yeah. yeah.
3: The goalkeeper, they, they called encroachment on the goalkeeper. And so they ended up needing to retake that PK. But, i mean i think that's huge right for haiti the fact that the only reason that england even got on the board was because of a retaken pk right like they were they were just england did look like a hot mess but haiti was taking it to them, and that was so fun to watch you know right like you know a team that you know has had just won what uh what did they win didn't they just win something big
0: like the like Euro tournament last yeah, year. Yeah, the Euro, Yeah, they're they women's Euros. Um, yeah. So they yeah. won the
3: women's Euros. They looked dangerous back then, and I have no idea what happened this first game against Haiti. Right? Like they definitely looked out of sync, but Haiti was just Haiti was coming.
1: Yep. I mean, that makes could, me happy against you whenever like the African and a- African diasporic peoples are really showing yeah. up for this. And, and they're showing up everywhere. this
2: World Cup too. And I think one yeah. of my favorite things is just like you can add Haiti to the Republic. At, you know, to Ireland and to other te- those teams that are physical and still have that that, that crazy know, the Nigerias the world. I think these are teams that you know might not have it all the tactically, right, but they are willing they, they can play. And it, I think that's what makes us more more interesting than, than anything and really exciting to watch.
1: This is a question for the uh, for the panel here. Um, my wife and I were actually talking about this just because of all the political instability in Haiti right now. Is it true? I, I, I think, again, asking you all, uh, I don't think this team has even been training and practicing in Haiti. I think they've been, is it, it they're doing it in Miami, right?
3: Yes, they are not, okay. they're not, they're not able to find any space, any safe space yeah. to train in Haiti. Yes, that's correct.
1: Wow. That's, that, that adds yet another layer of how incredible this is. <laughs> Spectacular tragic and yet, and I think, but yeah but also incredible. and i think
3: and i think another team that has barely enough money right yeah. barely enough money from their very very poor country to even compete at the same levels that you know some of the powerhouse teams can
1: for sure for sure right on well that, that, that like i guess that just makes it even more impressive that's wow
2: spectacular it's a great story it's a great story that's for sure um and it's, it's a lot it's a repeating story for a lot of the um lesser you know smaller countries uh and the way that they're willing to do and i think that's that's going to put a stamp on this game uh and in this world cup is like what these small countries are, are can do can they they can play ball uh, um i i thought uh we move on to denmark and china um i think denmark had like 30 million corners
1: and, yeah i watched uh, this one it, it was it was it, it was entertaining for basically what was a, a a nil nil drop until like the very last second yeah um it, it was a lot of back and forth it was a very balanced match like uh i expected denmark to i don't know maybe come out firing but china once again like this whole theme about everybody catching up china's been consistent though too like they, they've really yep. come to these mm-hmm. tournaments prepared and and they were not scared so it, it was like end to end to end to end just for basically the entire match so it was it was it was a fun one just track meet for for 90 minutes and then uh just sheer luck i think it was the 89th basically when the stop when regular time was ending um they, they sneak in that header and, and get the lone goal so denmark wins it but fun one fun one for just a one nil final
2: yep i i agree i agree dave do you have any new
1: view?
3: No, I
2: mean, I was just the, the, the lead up to the header was just crazy, but yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. All right. So then uh, we move on to the games that happened earlier today um, Sweden and South Africa. Uh, dear Lower, that South Africa goal uh, was, was so much fun to watch. The build up play, and then the player yes. comes in and just falls, gets fouled, right? Still able to make contact with the ball. Balls and hit the back post, and like I thought they were out, but they were I think they were, from what the reports are, they were just celebrating and crying because they were able to score a goal. Um, I mean, this is the, the opening Cup. goal too. Yeah, it's the opening like, goal too. I was like, holy cow! I was like, wow! It was outstanding. So it was like, yes. you know, um, it was one of those things. And and then Sweden like looked looked off for the majority of the game, and then they were able to put it together towards the second half, um, and 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 just being able to. To do that, and I think that's uh, you know right around the 60th minute. I think from 60 minute on, that's where they were able to to be able to put more pressure on and be able to build some up, and um, they're able to do that, scoring a goal on the 90th minute to win it, uh, which you know uh, speaks volumes as to how South Africa was able to be able to just keep it keep it a game that long. And I think a lot of these last minute games is just a mental thing at that point. Um, you know, but it will, it will build them tougher as, as, as the, as the game progresses and tournament progresses. Um, you know, I, I just overall, like if you look at them, you know, Sweden's, uh, you know, currently top standing, but we still have to f- watch Argentina and Italy play. So that should be a fun group as well too. Um, can we
3: talk about, did you all see the video of them walking into the stadium? If you haven't, you need to look it up. So, so We're talking about South on, Africa. South Africa. Oh, yeah. yes. South Africa walking into the stadium. Oh, beautiful. And the way that Absolutely they were singing off the, yes. off the butt. Like that to me, I was just like, oh, please let them beat yes. Sweden. Just because of the joy that they are yep. bringing about being into the stadium, uh, bringing into the stadium, the singing that they're doing together as a team. And together as a team, right? Every single person yep. was singing. So the, uh, to the, me, that the Nigerian The Nigerian team does things. something similar too yeah i mean though to me those are the fun things that sometimes we miss because we're being we're talking so technical about the outcome of the game but like those are the fun things that we really need to also talk about and the fact that that you know again newcomers to the world cup being able to score on a powerhouse team not letting it easy like this that this is what makes this world cup so much fun to watch
1: yeah, that video that you're referring to or the the, the walk in at least is up on the Minnesota football show IG if anybody wants to see it right now. It's it's just so heartwarming. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And that, that's actually a good segue into the next one too with uh with Netherlands and uh would they play? I can't even remember right now. Portugal. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, again, just, just another one of those. Uh Portugal making their debut on the women's side and Probably not a whole lot of expectations, but put up a, put up a fight, you know, didn't make yeah. it easy for, for a Dutch squad that, you know, we're going to have the rematch at the final here in a few days with U S Netherlands. Um, I think probably a lot of people expected them to just roll Portugal and it did not happen. Yeah. One, it no it looked like
2: a very even match from the highlight as well, too. Um, Stephanie van der Graat scores it early in the 13th minute. And after that, it just, you know, it, you know, I don't know how many offsides were there—like four or five, I think—and then, um, you know, it. Each team took took the shot at each other, and, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that how that turns on. Uh, but yeah, people expected more of this Netherlands team, and I think a lot of the a lot of times some of these teams are coming in um, out of sync a little bit and take the first couple of games just to be able to get going. Um, but we should see once we get to the end of uh, group but, stages. Yeah, we should but see. But hold on,
3: hold on. We need to talk about the fact that the Netherlands is missing one of their best players in the world, right? Viv Miedema is is yeah. out, right? And they she was their star last World Cup. Um, and don't get me wrong, right? Leaky Martins is also, you know, again, place for the Women's Barcelona team, et cetera. But missing somebody like Vivian Miedema is enormous for a team um, because she is just she is just a powerhouse in and of itself. And I feel like she kind of carried that team last year, um, or four years ago. So, so that I think is another thing that they're learning how to play without Viv Minima, um, which is massive.
0: Yeah. All, I think all of the big teams have one of their major stars gone, right? Like us is missing a couple, Macario, um, like one the, a great example, uh, England, I can't remember which one Lucy bronze is not the, one of the bigger players from England, uh, got and picked up a knock right, you know, right before the world cup. So, um, So yeah, that's and and uh, and Spain self-inflicting themselves with their (laughs) sitting their star player like it's a lot of teams are trying to play or learn how to play um, with all new lineups or with very changed lineups and stuff. So I think that is it's yeah that's a good that's a good point, Nubia. I was just gonna say in this game, I think Portugal, if I'm not mistaken, Portugal made a run in the Euros last year. I think they made it to like the quarterfinals or the semifinals. So while this is their World Cup debut, um, it is a team that's got some. Tournament experience as well. So I think Netherlands probably should have beat Portugal a little bit better, but um I think underestimating, we're probably maybe underestimating Portugal a little bit. And there are the other team in the group with the US as well. So that's the last group matches against uh against Portugal.
1: Rodrigo, do you wanna insert the uh this weekend racism around the
2: world cup here since we're talking <laughs> Netherlands and Spain? Oh gosh. Hit it. Um, all right, so the reports are out there. Um, you know, like, I, we're having so much fun, and you know, this is somehow just ruins it, but I, we do have a fun fact at the end. This, we'll is do, yeah, this, this is what we do, man. This is we, literally we ruin what we our do. Own days. We ruin our own days. Exactly, right? We fall in love with the sport, and then we go ahead and ruin it for everybody, which is what we do. Okay, but
3: but that's what we're supposed to do, right? As people with an ability to call shit out, this is what exactly. we,
1: need.
3: we need to be like yo i'm sorry this is just probably also part of the new job that i'm in and i'm not able to i don't have to keep my mouth shut anymore so like but this is Wait, like part of Nubia
2: it keeps her Appreciate mouth shut Nubia. Listen,
3: what? I, at my previous employer I, I could not be as vocal as i am about white supremacy and, and education and now i don't have to hide that stuff so
1: take
2: it away rodrigo speaking of white supremacy hit it so, um, allegations as well as, um, it's all, you know, been, so literally Netherlands and, um, Spain, mostly Spain, uh, Spain released a video in their social media a couple of weeks ago when they're training, um, and in it, they're making fun of the New Zealand's way of celebrating, which is called, uh, someone help me out here. It's the haka. The haka. Thank you um and the video made its made its made its rounds right and eventually like don't comprehend how that um you know anyone thinks that's right but that's also uh a spain um and um in addition uh netherlands was caught doing similar thing though they deny that they were doing that they were doing a strength training exercise in which the it's so clear on to, the video. I, 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 oh, I, that's I, nice try! No, but that's <laughs> not the where, where they had to pound their hands and scream or yell or yeah. whatever. So anyways, so Spain is, is is trying to go the right way about it in the aspect of um, how they're um, you know learning about other people's cultures and all the other stuff. Um, and then they, they you know I think weeks later the captain apologized on social media. Um, you know the captain not not the federation you know
3: wait spain is trying to do something right
2: <laughs> yeah spain never does anything <laughs> right i just
3: just saying
2: i mean certain parts of spain let's not group all be, before before eric gets on my case and we go down the rabbit hole of you know you know <laughs> hey man, part Cataluña's of my, right, its own thing yeah yeah that, you know
3: <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing, <laughs> a thing.
2: that's a different you know like the, the the exception they're like you know the bermuda triangle of the spanish of the spanish empire in a sense right you nice. know i think we're like nothing really happens and they're doing their thing same with the with the vasque i mean i think that's you know part of my heritage regardless dude that, is this
3: your social studies teacher coming out now
2: uh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know but regardless that's just part of the thing that that, that is just frowned upon and it just doesn't make any freaking sense people yeah like why even you know like And it's just, I don't know, like, I, I, you know, like, colonizers will will, will colonize any way they want to colonize. But, you know, like, I hope they lose. That's all I'm saying. It's just a lack of impulse control, too, to just maybe
1: stop for three seconds and be like, we are in New Zealand. Could this be perceived wrong? Could this be a bad idea? Now let's keep going.
3: Derek, you're talking about people who don't understand white supremacy. I know,
4: yes.
1: but I'm, this, I'm saying this is <laughs> three seconds <laughs> though. It's all in Eric's You're you're just
0: you're just explaining white dude. people, man. Like <laughs> exactly. uh I didn't I didn't I did not know about this until Rodrigo mentioned it yesterday after we were done playing soccer I had to go look it up. I just I couldn't I could not believe I couldn't believe that they even that they that they recorded this and then they're like, you know what? This is a good idea to put on, on social media. Like
4: Yeah, let's just do just, that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, I I speak for a lot of white people when I say I'm frustrated. I'm also very frustrated by it. Um, I obviously clearly don't speak for all white people because clearly we see, uh, you know, <laughs> white people doing white people shit. So um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, it's really bad. And if you know, there's a yeah, there's actually a really um, a funny uh, uh, it's always Sunny Philadelphia episode where they, but it just it gets really bogged down by the fact that they. They do they do use like the haka as like a a bit of it. It's like I just can't watch that. I can't watch it anymore, you know? And um it's just really yeah, frustrating to, is the it's the bare barest minimum of things um about this. So yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, and you know, it just yeah, makes no sense. You know, explains uh, white supremacy to the T, right? Have the prohibition not actually think about it. this is actually wrong. Um and and yeah, it's, that's 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 uh, the that's the part of the game that we will always call out. Um, even when we're having too much fun talking about the beautiful parts of the game, uh, but I believe, geez, now I'm off my my record. What what what, what games do we have left? We did now we got France, sports.
3: France, and Jamaica, yo.
1: Oh, yes. oh baby. Yes. Just ended. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, once again, it's it's this theme, right? Of of the the underdogs, like. Stepping up in a huge way. And and maybe again this theme of these CONCACAF teams getting yes. so used to. I was the,
3: just the gonna battle say that, with Aaron, the US. Right? Like right? Yeah. we've seen Take Jamaica it. in friendlies against the US women's national team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like they know what is coming to them, and for them to hold France to a nil nil draw, dang y'all.
1: Again, woman down towards the end too, playing with 10. Just and another super and impressive. another
3: team who does not have federation support.
1: Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> All these through lines that keep hitting. <laughs> yeah, it was very impressive. I, 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 I got up a little later than I expected. I wanted to see more, but I caught like the last 15, 20 minutes and I was very impressed. Would you make yeah. It? Yeah.
2: They did. They, they, they look dangerous too. I mean, it's not any of that. And I think overall, France is still trying to figure out, but um, I think towards the end, like Les of started playing a little bit, a little bit, trying to get into where they were supposed to be, but their goalkeeper was also great, you know? And I think, I think Jamaica is, is, is one of those teams, you know, they, they can break you. If they do, they'll take advantage. And if they surprise anyone, it won't be a surprise to us. Uh, well, and, and
3: again, speaking of big players missing, France is also missing Amadine Henry, right? Mm-hmm. Because she picked up a knock that has kept her out of training. I think I just saw a video. Uh, so she, the other big thing with her is that she just moved to Angel City um, a few weeks ago. And so I think Angel City just posted a video of her just starting her training back up with them. Um, so that, again, another key piece of their firepower is not available for the World Cup because of injury.
1: In personal terms, this is a uh, a nice gift for the Seleção <laughs> for, <laughs> for them to make it a hold of to a tie, like. That's uh, kind of clears the path in some regards. So I mean, a, a little less pressure, perhaps. Not that I'm looking forward to Brazil-Jamaica. That could be an intense match as well. Um, but you know, op- obviously that that Brazil-France match is going to be a big one.
2: Um, I mean, to yeah. be honest with you, this Group F is like three good quality teams in that team, and that that yeah. that could totally should should be moving on to the next round. So this is going to be a, a, a a group to watch it uh, to, because it's like who's gonna make it, who's not, and it could be a surprise. You never know, True. right? True. You never know if Jamaica well, does what it's supposed to do against Panama and then France just can't seem to put it together.
3: Woo! Well, and but here again, <laughs> in, a, in an advantage for Eric, Bunny Shaw got a red card in the 90th plus two minute. And she is their top striker for Jamaica, right. right? So that means yeah. she's, out she's out. for the next game. So,
2: man, chaos. We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, let's see the uh, state. The, the games, games coming up. Uh, Italy and Argentina. I will s- totally watch the crap out of that. I will. I will be my. I, I will make sure I take an afternoon nap. I was, was going to say, make sure you see get a see long see nap. Make sure. get a uh, long nap. Oh, the
3: ability to be on vacation and stay yes. up to watch soccer. Has that's been. right.
2: You know, I planned it that way. I took a week off and I'm going to be able to take an afternoon, long evening nap so I can watch Italy and Argentina. Uh, and, and that's maybe, something
3: different that you don't normally do? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh,
2: uh, yeah. Well, I try it. After sickle subside, you always got to take a nap. Um, you know uh germany and, and, and morocco of course brazil and panama will be at six o'clock i'm sure we'll hear more about that and of course i'm one i'm watching and i really want to watch uh uh for for monday night is colombia south korea that's going to be a really interesting game for me to be able to figure another out another
3: technical team against yep. a mm-hmm. against
2: a Colmable team yep so we'll see how this 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 plans out i'm super excited about this whole world cup i'm super excited i get to uh to talk to you guys about it and bring in Nubia into it. So now you guys kind of know what it's like to be in our household watching a game, <laughs> um, which you that are welcome to just, we want to be able to hear our kids yell at the TV all the time or Santi jump up and down in his five foot six frame, um, you know, and rattle the house when, <laughs> when somebody scores, that's literally what we, what we do. But before we leave, there's, um, there's these, uh, we always leave with, um, with some funny news here, at the Minnesota football show, but we're going to introduce it to the Daves as well. Um, so the Barcelona and Sos Juventus preseason game was canceled. Nubia, do you know why?
3: Because a significant part of the Blaugrana squad has a viral gastrointestinitis.
2: Ooh. Yikes. That's another word. You know, what was that song that you go when you slide it into first and you feel it just? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all got the runs, And that's, that's <laughs> the funniest thing. Uh, that happened on it. Um of course I've uh, I've enjoyed doing this this podcast. We'll we we'll will pick it up again after the you know in a week or so to be able to figure out and just go over some of the games and matches. Uh, yeah. We'll I'm really into, looking forward to. Yeah.
1: I was Go saying ahead. next weekend we'll be done with round two, probably already starting round three of group. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's so we'll,
2: we'll, be. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be catching up on some of those do as quickly as we can, but I, I, right. I think overall, like US women for me, it's Jewish Women, Japan, and 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 uh, those are my two favorite teams. Uh, and I think I'm I got I got a, I got a deep, big, big, big soft spot for Brazil, just because this is Marta's last World Cup. And we have a couple of la- last World Cup players, uh, um, last World Cup players, and and, and this World Cup that we're also be doing. And so I'm a soft. spot you all, in That
1: aspect of go ahead. Here, here's another good news thing that we can add in there. I don't, I don't know if you all saw this. I was putting it up again on the IG stories, but the the attention and the hype and the support of all of general Brazil for this world cup, like it should have been there for the past ones as well. But it finally, I think it's arrived for this one uh, is, is at such a fever pitch? Did you all see that different municipalities are changing work hours? Yes, so that people I can did watch the game. Yeah. Spectacular. Spectacular. I mean, that's so. Rio did it, Belo Horizonte did it, I think Bahia did it, I think it got, it, it's coming to Goyaz, and then Goyenia's gonna do it too, so basically the entire country is just like, stay up, watch the match, sleep for six hours, come in at two in the afternoon or whatever it is, and <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. The other thing I saw I was on Twitter, maybe earlier this week, um, was basically a, no one, no one could find Marta jer- like Brazil Marta jerseys. So it was like a, mm. you know, find a Brazil Marta jersey challenge. And I think it was World Soccer Shop, which was one that stepped up and said, boom, they're on sale right now. We'll get them out. We'll ship them out, you know, like within the next day or so. So um, right. I think that is also super cool as well.
2: So, Yeah, I, c- yeah. I can't wait to like, you know, next time um, Eric goes to, to visit the homeland, um, just go to the oh. Mercado. And then just yeah. pick up all the, all, all the knockoff Martha jerseys. Just because that was I the thing, right?
1: We, we talked about that the last time in tw- when, when, when my daughter was there and we were trying to get a Formiga jersey and we, we went to three different places in three different cities in three different States and we're not successful. So, I mean, finally. Now, maybe I, I it'll feel be
3: Martha, definitely Martha, but the, the, them Dabina jerseys too. Cause you know, if y'all, if, again, if you're not watching them. <laughs> so, Dabina has been on a tear.
1: Oh yeah. She is so fun. And what, what a personality too. Like, her her Brazilianness is like cranked to eleven. She's so much fun to watch. That that yeah. ad we should mention that freaking ad that that Nike yes, put for out. Yes, we her
4: at the market. Yes,
1: gold, absolute gold. Well, so Nike has funny. been
2: putting some real fire commercials out. We have the Rapino one with the '80s comic, yeah. the '80s Superstar uh, cartoon version. I mean, overall, you know, uh, it's been pretty fun to be able to watch some of that. Um but yeah. Uh, much love to everyone else. If you are listening and like to support us in some sort of way, Eric, where do we support uh, the Minnesota Football Show? Uh, it's Patreon. Dot, no,
1: God damn it, Patreon.com <laughs> backslash <selection. laughs> football show. It's tradition. I gotta screw it up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Dave, Dave. Dave will do better. Dave will do better.
0: You know, uh, you can follow the our uh, Twitter handles. Mine personal is at TexasDeller or at TDIKMN on Twitter. Um i also had uh, just started organizing a uh a f c um get together and play oh, soccer yeah, so if you were right. in the twin Cities area uh, rodrigo's come a couple times uh we're gonna do it next week it's um Saturday around noon um at the hamlin midway futsal court uh it's it's super informal um just bring a light in the dark uh and uh just play some soccer with uh, a bunch of people so there's people all varieties of of skill level um people who have, haven't have played soccer in 30 plus years um people who play you know regularly but maybe for like you know csc league or something like that so um and yeah make sure you bring water too because there's not a ton of shade over there so it is very very hot so uh you can um follow me on Twitter if you want to learn more about that i do have a like a google form you can fill out where and then we have a slack group too um that we created so that people want to try and get some pickup going on outside of a regular occurrence that you know, we're trying to do that as well. So, and
3: I apologize in advance if my children show up in school, everybody.
0: <laughs> Your son did Meg Me uh, yesterday, but I did Meg Rodrigo though, as well. So, that uh, well, but out. I
3: mean, my kids Meg Rodrigo, it. that's not me, sorry, Zeller, <laughs> like my kids Meg Rodrigo on a regular basis, sorry,
0: <laughs>
3: but you know, if no. shows up, if G shows up, um. Good luck, y'all.
0: Yeah. G, G and Santi came the first time as well. And, and yeah, it was fun. So it's it is all age again, it's pretty much all ages as well. Like, you know, if you're in high school, if you have kids in high school, um, you know, I or, maybe maybe not if you're, you not if you're playing that, in college.
2: Or you have a kid that looks like it should be in high school because they're so <laughs> big. That, that is also true.
4: <laughs> yeah, remember, check it out.
2: It's it's super fun. Yeah, it is fun. I I admit it was lots of fun. There was a story made on it. Uh um uh, Jared uh, was able to make a story out of it, and uh, it's been circulating. I, I it's always great. We, we're very supportive. You know, like my favorite part of the the game is not scoring, but the fact that you know I get to see the build up play, people, pro, you know, getting better and better at it every time, and just watching my my kids play, and just what having them having them fun. So. I think and your it. kids
3: talk shit to
2: all adults. <laughs> that I need to watch a little bit more and try to figure out. But when an 11 year five foot six kid starts talking trash to other people, I I I, I can't blame myself.
3: <laughs> you can blame. absolutely Pride. blame yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're, they're getting it right back from some of the adults though. So I think, I think all this, some of the adults are learning that you can you can talk trash back to your kids as well. If they're if they're gonna talk to you, you can do it right back to them. So
1: Right on all right great thanks I- thank I- you I'll everyone see if i can go get i'll go get nutmeg by rodrigo's kids sounds like a good time yeah, <laughs> yeah good you know time. that that
3: yeah.
1: will happen yeah. <laughs> i do <laughs>
2: uh all right uh, this is turning into the minnesota goodbye i seriously think. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i know yeah but it, it's it's because we're with friends and we're with the people that we care and love about and we're talking about a, a wonderful thing which is the women's world cup um uh, much love to everyone else uh let us know um through either you know Tagging us on, on the Twitters or in the Instagram, what of some of the things that you are watching um, and what are some of your highlights? Um, and just, yeah, overall, you know, I'll see you next time.